I'm Jason Klom, and this is Comedy on Vinyl. The year is 1982. The album, Grease 2, the original soundtrack. The artist, uh, Patricia Birch, a lot of people. There's a ton of people on this soundtrack. My guest this week is Brian Herzlinger. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you, Chase. I am, like, ecstatic to be here. And for surprising me, because I didn't realize we were going to record, and I'm very excited. This energy has never happened in the show we before. Were, I didn't realize we weren't recording, so I'm ecstatic <laughs> about this coming together. Me too. So, why don't... Okay, so I knew of your work probably the same any, uh, any way anybody else discovered you through the movie My Date with Drew, and you just reminded me that, yes, in it you talk about... Talk about your experience with, with Drew Barrymore and how you clicked on Grease 2. Well, you know, when I finally got the date with Drew, it was uh, uh, one of the the topics that we just completely saw eye to eye on right away. The icebreaker uh, for the date on which, I, of course, I was extremely nervous was Grease 2. We yeah. both love Grease 2. And we just started freaking out about how much each other loved Grease 2. And, uh, you know, and it just uh, made me realize quickly uh, you know, something that I've been saying for years in my life, which is there are two types of people in this world, those who love Greece too, and those who don't. Mm -hmm. And who wants to be around anybody <laughs> who's in column B? <laughs> you want column A people in your life. Right. And, um, and, and, and it's, uh, it got to a point actually, which I, I you got to watch this little video, but mm -hmm. uh, two years ago was the 35th anniversary of Greece too. Mm -hmm. Now I love Greece. I'm a big Greece guy. And, you know, with Grease, Grease gets all the love and attention. You know, you know, Grease 2 is the redheaded stepchild, right? Mm -hmm, very much so. But, but for Grease's 20, 20th anniversary, they get a world, uh, you know, worldwide theatrical re-release, mm -hmm. you know, another premiere of Man's Chinese. Grease 2, I looked around, nobody was doing anything. Yeah. And I said to a couple of close friends of mine, particularly uh, one of my close friends, John Wood, who, you know, has worked in, in entertainment for years over at E! and um you know we've been friends since 97 and we are both huge grease 2 fans mm -hmm. and uh i said to john i'm like look nobody's doing anything for grease 2 let's just rent a theater yeah. let's rent a theater and you know what i'm gonna freaking call paramount i'm gonna get a 35 millimeter print i'm gonna pay for it and we'll just invite friends to come watch it and that was the idea behind yeah. it and then I said to my wife, are you okay if I, you know, my daughter's birthday is two days later than when we were going to do the event. I'm like, do you care if we, if I just, you know, I just want to rent a theater and watch Grease 2. Is that bad? <laughs> of course, I was worried she was going to divorce me. But uh, <laughs> but uh, she was like, no, go for it. Obviously, go. It'll be fun. Do it. Well, it became something much bigger mm -hmm. because I got the print. John and I got the theater. And I just put out on social media, guys, anybody who loves Grease 2, we're doing it. We're going to celebrate it. Come watch the movie. Mm -hmm. Come watch it with us. And simultaneously through my connections and John's connections, I said, can it hurt to reach out to some of the cast? Patricia Birch, the choreographer, director of the film, mm -hmm. and see if they want to come join us. Well, lo and behold, this thing became huge. 96% mm -hmm. uh, of the cast uh, came and was there. I love it. And, and watched the film. We had a big pre-party where... Everybody was reunited. It was a big reunion where a lot of the cast hadn't seen Patricia Birch, the director, in years and years and years. And, you know, there were emotional moments throughout the night where a lot of actors got their first break mm -hmm. because of Grease 2. Mm -hmm. And so it was a very much like a family reunion that I was fortunate enough to have a front row seat to. And uh, quite an emotional evening, I think, for a lot of people, especially 
not just cast and crew, but uh, fans of the film mm-hmm. from all over the country. People flew in for this. And uh, I didn't charge anybody a ticket. They just, they, they first come, first serve. And it was gone like that. Yeah. So many Grease 2 fans out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the screening became this kind of therapy session for some people that finally got a chance to say to Patricia Birch, you know, your movie got me through high school. I was bullied and all mm-hmm. this and that. And, uh, it, 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 you know, people love the music, love the characters, love the, uh, you know, story of acceptance or lack of acceptance and changing who you are to fit in. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, it just became a really wonderful evening. And, and you know, you had an entire theater filled with people singing every lyric, uh, including the cast. Of course. You know, Maxwell Caulfield <laughs> cringing when he's singing charade and, <laughs> and, and then Adrian's Med hitting that high note and uh, score tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, watching them watch the movie it's mm-hmm. one of the best experiences of my life. It was amazing. And then I got to do the moderate the panel afterwards. Yes. I got to do a Q&A with the cast and crew. And it was just so awesome. And uh, my wife was like, I thought this was going to be a small little thing. What did you <laughs> how did you pull this off? It became like a like an awards event or something. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I, I uh, love Grease 2 and have loved it since, you know, probably the first time you saw it you loved it and mm-hmm. and for me i was six it was on prism cable channel in, in south jersey mm-hmm. like every other every other hour and so watched it all the time and just loved it fell in love with michelle pfeiffer of course uh you know cool rider uh definitely affected me in a in a uh <laughs> in a hey you're gonna go through puberty soon this is it sure yeah uh, <laughs> you know i never wanted to be a ladder more so in my life uh <laughs> Anyway, so um, I think and I told said that. the exact same thing to my wife the other day. <laughs> I said that exact same thing to <laughs> Michelle you, Pfeiffer. Did you? Oh, yeah. Uh, of course. Well, I used to work uh, at um, Ally McBeal and a mm-hmm. lot of David Kelly uh, shows, and David's married to Michelle. Oh, sure. So uh, I was emceeing a- an event that was honoring my mentor, Bill D'Elia, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who is one of David Kelly's partners in a bunch of shows. And uh, so I was hosting this thing, and 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 David was there, of course, to honor Bill with uh, William Shatner and Chris McDonald, Goose. Yeah. Because Chris McDonald was in Harry's Law, David oh, Kelly right. show. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that Bill directed uh, a few episodes of. And uh, uh, I uh, uh, <laughs> was I said to Michelle, I'm like, I'm putting on. I had Chris McDonald next to me because I talked to Chris first. I'm like, I'm going to do a 35th anniversary screening. Agrees to you got to go. He's like, I'm there. I'm like, great. Come with me. I'm telling Michelle. We're going to get Michelle. Oh my God. And then I went over and just like blindsided her uh, mm-hmm. right there. And she started cracking up. She's like, You're doing a 35th anniversary screening of Grease 2? I'm like, Yeah. She goes, Why? And I go, What do you mean, why? I'm like, Grease 2 is Grease 2. Oh my God. Everybody, so many people love this. You have to go. Uh-huh. You have to be there. Mm-hmm. And she was laughing, but she was like, Okay, okay. Well, you know, let's see if we can figure it out. But okay. I love that you're doing that. And she was very sweet. That's amazing. She didn't show up, of course, but that's okay. Sure, she never does to those things. So that's I'll, I'll okay. Ta- I'll, yeah, I'll talk to David about it. But um, anyway, <laughs> she was she was fantastic. But it was uh, just a wonderful night. That's remarkable. I, I it and was Chris McDonald the... was there. Goose Goose was there. He's. He, I will say when I so when I first moved out here in two thousand three, I was just on the verge of because uh, I know I went through a period of like in my teens and twenties, like being like this movie. I don't know. Do I really? I was liking it ironically. By the time I moved out here, I was finally re- reassessing how much I actually loved it, 
And they did uh, at oh god, what's the name of the theater? There's a theater in Santa Monica that does Rocky Horror every weekend or used to, and they would also. Oh, uh, yeah, there's the, the there's the New Beverly, there's the there's, uh, um, uh, Lemley, uh, the, oh Arrow, the Arrow Theater. That might, yeah, that might be it. it. Yeah, that sounds right. And they but they would sometimes Rocky Horrorize other yeah. movies, and they did Grease too in like oh three or oh four. And I'm like, okay, I have to go see how does anybody but me even know what this movie is? And yeah, it was so, so, so remarkable. And Chris McDonald showed up. So who else might've been just him might've been just him, but it was enough because he had a jacket on and did his hair and just like, Hey everybody. I was like, you. I, I, I love how much he loves it. And, yeah. and I think that's great. He's a great guy. Um, Adrian Zmed drove in from Vegas to be there and then love drove it. out that same night. Oh my God. You know, and he was one of the ones that got emotional. Yeah, it was awesome to see him, and like I'm literally texting him three hours after. I'm like, "Tell me you got home okay, because I can't. You know, this is gonna drive me crazy." And he's like, "Made it home, great. He had a time of his life uh, doing it." But um, yeah, you know what's funny is you just reminded me. Uh, I think this might have gotten into the DNA of wanting to put on an event like this was years and years and years ago, uh, probably like 2002 or something. Uh, there was a screening of Grease Two at Outfest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to see Grease 2 on the big screen. It was at the Ford Amphitheater. And I'm like, wow, oh, my God, I get to yeah. see it like on the big screen. I've never seen it on the big screen. I'm right. Like, I'll go to Outfest. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm sure. seeing Grease 2. Mm-hmm. So I go, and all I'm looking for is that 35-millimeter projector. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to see a film print of this. Thing. I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Leaf Green was there. Yeah and uh got to meet him and he was just so excited about it and everything and then the movie started and it was the dvd they were projecting oh, oh, the dvd now. and it was supposed to be a sing-along like grease uh-huh and you know how they did the sing-along Mm-mm. they just hit yes for subtitles so all the <laughs> lyrics came up and i was so mad yeah that i'm like oh my god what is that? i mean i still had a blast everybody mm-hmm. was singing mm-hmm. but i was like oh, i, I want to see this on film Right. I want to see this the way it was meant to be seen. And that was one of the, that was an impetus behind eventually doing it. That's and, so and uh, yeah, it was great. I remember Maxwell Caulfield was not there at Outfest, but his daughter was, uh-huh. and she read a note from him. And I remember thinking to myself back then, I'm like, if I ever did something like this, you have to have Maxwell. You have yeah. to have Maxwell Caulfield. Yes. So um, anyway, yeah. So we flew him in. That's so good. When they, yeah. uh, when they did the Rocky horror version, I, one thing really stands out. It's one of my favorite things. Once they got to charades, somebody just held up a sign saying, we're not doing this song. And they just stood there. <laughs> it was such That's a amazing. Good bit. I love uh, that song. You know, it's not a terrible song, but it is it is weird. Like, I know why he, he cringes at it. I, do you, why do you think you and I and us other weird nerds like this movie as much as we do compared to what Grease is? Why is it its own thing? Well, I love Grease. I sure. love Grease. Sure. Uh I don't know if it's because... How old were you when you saw Grease 2? Probably. It came out when I was two, so I probably saw it when I was three. Probably. It was on HBO or something. Yeah. I I mean, I think that it comes down to when you see it, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but but there are movies I've seen... I think this is one of the reasons why Grease 2 is so special, is a good word, but I've seen movies as an adult that I saw as a kid and loved as a kid that I hate as an adult. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's something to say that, yeah, you saw it at the right time when you were younger. That's why you love it. But also, I still watch it now and get as much enjoyment out of it, if not more. Yeah. I did. I didn't understand all the lyrics to reproduction. I didn't know what there was. Of course. So, um, you know, so so for me, it was, uh, I think there was just initially, uh, 
it was, you know, uh, your first exposure to, you know, a movie about high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I never, I didn't see Fast Times at Ridgemont High until I was like 20 something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Grease and Grease 2 were the only, that and then Teen Wolf three years later. You know, <laughs> these were the high school movies that, that kind of leave an impression on you. Breakfast Club. But, um, but Grease 2 just, uh, uh, I couldn't get the songs out of my head. Right. Right. I mean, back to school, I remember having the little LP, you know, mm-hmm. the, the 45 or whatever. I can't remember what that is. But I had just back to school. I remember, you know, four tops on the, you know, I remember the logo, so the, the, you know, the logo. Um, who was the company that did the initial album? The dog. Ooh, I, 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 oh, logo. Uh, RCA? RCA, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember that. And I remember listening to it at my aunt and uncle's house and just loving it, loving it. So that was, you know, it, it just was the right time. Yeah. I so okay so you're six when you first see it all right Mm -hmm. was this something was family watching along with you or were you a kid who was left to your own tv and just do whatever the hell you want oh that's um my parents couldn't keep up with me with everything (laughs) I was watching Mm -hmm. my parents to give you an idea of what when I was a kid uh we lived in I was grew up in South Jersey and and there was a weekend coming up and my parents said okay you have a choice we could go to the Poconos have a family weekend Mm -hmm. or you can watch Kingdom of the Spiders with William Shatner. And back then, the, you know, we didn't have VCR. It aired one time. Sure. I'm like, are you kidding me? Kingdom of the Spiders? 100%. <laughs> so I would choose Kingdom of the Spiders with William Shatner over a family vacation. Yeah, okay. That sounds, that tracks. I mean, that it tracks for... Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. And how good and was Kingdom of the year, Spiders? Wait, but this year, Kingdom of the Spiders came out on Blu-ray. Oh, oh I bought it on Blu-ray. Uh-huh. And during quarantine, mm-hmm. you know, my wife hates spiders, hates spiders. Oh, so I no. knew she wouldn't watch it with me. And then, but my kids, I, I mean, my daughter's six and my son's three. I'm like, oh, they would love this. Uh-huh. I think. Uh-huh. I didn't remember much about it. I'm, but I'm like, it was a TV movie. It can't be that scary. Mm-hmm. Well, I put it on. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's petrifying. <laughs> and And my wife came in at the wrong time and saw this tarantula hop off of a visor on a guy who's driving and and she screamed at the top of her lungs as scared as she was from a movie made in 2021 mm-hmm. like you know so we'll do a whole hour about kingdom of the spiders next time holy shit that's really yeah. funny yeah do you you know what I'm, I'm realizing now i don't have i don't have grease 2 on blu-ray i don't know if it's only packaged with the first it's- one it is. is that, I bought it. Yeah. Okay. Is that how they do it? They package yeah, it yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. See, but I am, and no insult to Greece. I don't care about Greece, and that's what's weird about it. I think is that there are other, and I know yeah, other people they, who are just Greece two people. I, I mean, I, I, you know, Greece is my favorite movie musical mm-hmm. of all time. It sure. just is, and and uh, it, it ranks up there with the best. I mean, we're talking about like the golden era, the golden age of MGM musicals as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Singing in the Rain, Greece. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but Greece two, uh, was unique and different in a way that was more impressive to me mm-hmm. because it had such a big shadow that was cast by the original. Sure. And that's a big deal. Like, you, you know, and it's, I mean, even tonally it's, it's, it's a darker movie totally. For sure. Right. It really yeah. is. Um, you know, and, and I think, I think, you know, while they're, you know, dealing with the same themes, they did it in a more 
um, mature way, which is crazy to say, but right, yeah. right. You know, I mean, we're talking about death. I mean, Stephanie Zanoni thought that Michael, you know, crashed, died mm-hmm. in a motorcycle accident off a cliff. She's singing about life without him. What life's going to be? What's she going to do? These are not things that are in Greece. No, these are these are not themes that are in Greece. Um, not things I should know. be contemplating at two years old or three whenever I saw it either. Kind of tell you. Yeah, but I didn't understand it when I was six. But I just love that song. Sure. And great. I'm thinking. God, she looks so great as a Christmas tree. <laughs> you, you know, like, like it's just, it, it, it's all these kind of neat messages. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that Greece too is, you know, the citizen Kane in any way, shape or form, but, <laughs> sure, but sure. I mean, there are themes in there that, that are, are important. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, when, when we held that event, there were people that, that flew in to say face to face with the director, how much, and the cast, how, how much that movie, resonated with them especially if they were bullied in high school sure if they weren't accepted for who they are mm-hmm. in high school uh which you know is is great i mean and that has i think that has my favorite movie kiss in it really which when one? they finally kiss mm-hmm. at the at the luau oh sure yeah i mean that is a one shot slow zoom in mm-hmm. uh you feel the chemistry there i this is great yeah. It's a great movie. I love that movie. You're making me want to go watch it now. Well, I mean, uh, again. I mean, same. I'm gonna, I'm going to have to re- to rewatch it. Do, have you ended up uh, outside of like Q and A's and stuff? Have you ended up working with anybody who worked on or was in the film in your career? Man, I had. Um, uh, it breaks my heart this story because it's. <laughs> One of my crazy, those crazy, like, wow, you never know where you're going to be, when you're going to be, right? Mm-hmm. But I was I was casting for a movie I was directing, and I was at the Paramount lot, mm-hmm. and uh, and Maxwell Caulfield was coming in to audition for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't believe this. You know, I, I already knew who the producers wanted okay. to go with okay. for the role, but he was coming in to... to, to to audition, which, you know, I, I give actors so much credit because, you know, that's their existence, right? Sure. Uh, I can never do that, but but they, you know, he, he just came in, knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. He was so good. Yeah. And, of course, I brought my Grease 2 DVD. Well done. Uh, just in case, you know, yeah. somebody was willing to sign it. And he did so great. I, I then unveiled how big of a Grease 2 fan I was after he did the audition. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I pulled out the DVD and he signed it and he goes, to Brian, we'll be together, question mark. <laughs> Maxwell. <laughs> and, and it was one of those moments where I was just like, God, you know, he's such a nice guy and such a great actor. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, you know, say what you will, but, uh, you know, about, you know, his singing voice and charade, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is fine. I, I don't. I think he could sing fine. Uh, the he carried that movie. Yeah, yeah. He really did. So. I mean, he, and, and there's uh, he's and he plays essentially two different parts, and uh, which is uh, I'm going to be honest. They cast a pretty boy, but I feel like he gives more than a pretty boy performance. I will give him that oh, for sure. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, uh, and my wife had never seen Grease too. My okay. wife was born in '83. Mm-hmm. So she's watching it for the first time on the big screen, and then he shows up, you know, with his sleeveless leather, mm-hmm. you know, vest. And she looks at me, she's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, hi. oh, hi, hi, Michael." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Calm down." Uh, uh, but uh, oh man, it was great. You know, had a but Maureen Teefy had such a blast that 
they all did. They all mm-hmm. just had a great time. I'm just remembering, you know, Maureen Teefy just running up to hug Chris McDonald, Maxwell Caulfield. And I'm mm-hmm. literally, it's like right in front of me. And I'm like, is this happening? Right. right. Is it, you know, and, and, and I think that's another thing about it is anytime you have something that you love as a kid, to, to find yourself in a circumstance or a situation where suddenly it's part of your own life. Yeah. Right. It's huge. It's just, it's huge. It's huge. And, and, and it just kind of taps into those, those childhood memories, the uh, childhood ambitions. You know, I always wanted to make movies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and so it was, I don't know. It was just a really lovely blending of, of memory and, and new reality. And as a filmmaker, you hope your movies have an impact. Sure. You know, and the thing for Grease too that makes it so special is when it came out, it bombed. Yeah, it it was panned, mm-hmm. and now it's beloved. And that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to put that event together was for everybody. I wanted them to see this movie is beloved. It's not a laugh at the screen movie. It's not a throw food at the screen movie. There are those that, you know, the room, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You, you know, if if you're if you're watching the room and having a blast probably because you're making fun of it right yeah for sure grease too you genuinely love you genuinely enjoy and it genuinely gets you and um and i i wanted especially for patricia to to feel that and see that and who walks up in an airport but sammy davis jr she discovered Matt Groening. Without your mom, we might not have had The Simpsons. Yeah, and uh, I have an Elton John story. You know who noticed that also was Jonathan Winters. Your dad was the first band I dropped ass into. There was Buddy Hackett, and Joey Bishop, and Jerry Vale, and Corbett Monica. And those are the ones that, that stick out in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I watched Mork and Mindy. He comes over, Mork's here, Mork's here, oh my God. And he was hysterical. You're listening to Rarefied Air. It was important, I think, you know, there's a legacy to the film that uh, that you just hope for with movies. Like for me, it's my date with Drew. I can make a hundred movies, mm-hmm. and um, you know the the one that the one that sticks above everybody, all the other ones, is my date with Drew. Mm-hmm. And and I'm thrilled about that. I'm thrilled that something I did got seen and loved by by more than you know my family. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, but um, but Grease Two deserved it. Absolutely. No, for sure. I, and that's, that was one of the things, that was one of the reasons, you know, well, actually, I'm not sure what the reason I originally wanted, because I, you and I were talking just before this, that I have been wanting to make a Grease 2 documentary for years, for exactly why we're talking about it. Like there, and there are various reasons to like it and various reasons people do like it. And it means different things to different people. Um, and, you know, the different people I spoke with, some people, uh, you know, I got a lot of footage. It's now useless because it's in standard definition and everybody it's not is useless. so much, so much it's older. It's not now. useless. If you, if you have it, use it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, it, some of the, you know, some people came out because of this movie. They're comfortable with themselves because of this movie. Uh, just speaking a bit with Adrian Zemed, I was like, I was, ex- I had met him only once before. I had sold him a, a toy at FAO Schwartz. And can I tell you, not the experience I wanted because he wasn't just paying attention to me. So it's very ego thing, right? Yeah. So, so I sit down, I'm like, oh, he's a perfectly nice gentleman. But also like that he was there. He was there to like sign autographs. And again, I don't think he lives in LA, right? Uh, he's not mostly in LA. He's mostly in Vegas. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just comes out and meets the fans. And uh, the, the fan base seemed small then, but I love, I cannot wait to watch your video because the idea that you filled the theater with people to watch this movie is good it's a good thing it's a genuinely it was a good thing. thing you're you, you, you'll see it was it was a, and the reception for each and every one of them 
mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was huge. So, uh, uh, the other thing people didn't realize too, is that, you know, Grease 2 came out in 82, you know, and it was directed and choreographed by a woman. Mm-hmm. I think there were three movies that year. I talk about it in the video. But I think mm-hmm. it's three movies that year directed by a woman. It's a big deal to have a giant studio movie, mm-hmm. the sequel to one of their biggest hits ever, directed by a woman now. For sure. And that was something that there's a trailblazer uh, element to Patricia that I wanted to make sure, you know, I'm sure she might be aware of it, but I wanted her to hear it from everybody else. Yeah. I did. Yeah, it was a big deal. She's somebody I've wanted to speak with for for a very long time. I'm going to still try and get her on the podcast at some point to talk about it. I'm glad to know also that she was willing to come to one of those. And like she appreciates she what what's what's your perspective of how she feels about the movie this long after it came out? I'm. You know, I, I would hesitate to speak for her. Sure. But I had lunch with her or breakfast with her the day before the screening. Mm-hmm. As soon as she landed and. She, I think she recognizes, or she did recognize, you know, that it's going to be in the shadow of Greece. Mm-hmm. But even as she was telling me that, I'm like, yeah, but you're you're casting your own shadow too. You know that, right? I mean, this right. thing is beloved, and I think she had enough uh, encounters or information to know that it is. But that night was a, you'll say it was a showcase for, for for people who wanted to show their love for the movie mm-hmm. anyway so so my hope is that she knows it and believes that and um is so proud of it i would hope so too i would hope so too yeah that's that's one of those things i like to dig into with people like it's you, you never know again it's it, i don't know if it's a, if there has been an obvious resurgence to the movie or if it's just something i've always held on to but it's at least felt like since Maybe not. Well, I don't know. It's not even like the inner. I'm part of some internet communities for other stuff that I love that nobody knows about. The Grease Two mm-hmm. One still seems small, but again, you fill the theater, so it's there's something there. There's it's something. not that small. It, it, yeah. it, I think bigger than you think, and mm-hmm. and oftentimes you just need a rallying cry mm-hmm. to to get the people to to show up. Yeah, and, and uh, I didn't realize I was doing a rallying cry. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. I mean, I was showing it for me and my friends. I I really didn't expect that. Um, And it blew me away. This is a movie that as a kid that I I often forget that we did this, but like we would play Grease 2, my friends and I, and we would fight over who got to be Johnny Nagarelli or Michael. Uh, There were big Mm -hmm. fights, big fights. We had a big fights. Yep. Weird, weird situation that I would, not a lot of movies where we would play the movie because, yeah, not sure why this one. Couldn't tell you why. Maybe you know, music. as as uh, you know, that's for you. That's for mm-hmm. you to know, and for that's you to true. figure out. That, that's your that's your journey. <laughs> Do you are you a singer at all? Are you musical? Uh, I like to think I am, but no one else seems to think so. <laughs> I love music. Well, I love movie musicals. I sing all the time. You know, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> show tunes, Bon Jovi, Neil Diamond, Billy Joel. But uh, it's so funny. I was having a. Uh, uh, I was doing a working on a pilot with George Takei, mm-hmm. and um, I was over at his house and uh, having dinner with him and his husband and my, and my best one of my best friends uh, Tony DeSera, who's a singer and songwriter. And um, uh, anyway, so I'm just talking about gushing about how much I love movie musicals, and I'm like singing like from Greece or Greece Two at the table and all this. And then George looks at me and sincerely goes, 
Brian, are you gay? <laughs> and I go, no, I'm not. I just love movie musicals. <laughs> and I do, man. I love them. I, I directed a movie, the, the one that Maxwell came in for. I, I, I directed a, a musical called How Sweet It Is. But um, this year, this past year, I directed a, um, a, a Dirty Dancing type film that's a Lifetime original uh, that my wife and I wrote that I directed. And uh, based on my childhood of going up to the Borscht Belt Catskills hotels. Oh my God. Okay. Um, and uh, so, but it's a Christmas lifetime movie about mm -hmm. that. And I'm so excited yeah. about that movie. I can't wait for people to see it. It's, it, it reunites two members of the cast of high school musical. Yeah. Uh, Corbin blue and Monique Coleman. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm so proud of, you know, it, it's a full fledged, you know, dance film. It's it's got mm -hmm. like eight dance numbers in it, um, varying degrees of complexity and and fun. And uh, uh, I, I just don't. It's such such a a great high yeah. to to you know you get the camera right, you get the choreography right, you get the actors and dancers that that elevate it all. I mean, there's nothing like it. I mean, I, I rewatch, man, uh, like the original Grease. I rewatch I re Summer Nights all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also, and Patricia told me this about, you know, because she choreographed the original Grease. Right. Uh, but she told me that the number she's most proud of is is uh, the back to school number at the opening of Grease 2, yeah. which had more dancers in it than anything she had ever done before. So and I think it had more in it. It had more choreographed dancing in that than anything in Grease. And uh, what a great opening. Yeah. What a great, great opening. Um, you know, so I love that number, uh, you know, uh, but um, Cool Rider is, I mean, geez. Come on. What do you do? What do you say? Right. What do you say about Cool Rider? I, I may have one video I could send you that would ruin it for you, but I don't want to do that. A friend, a friend and my sister made me a music or made me a, a very extended short film for my birthday years ago. And in mm -hmm. it, my best friend who is um, not Michelle Pfeiffer and is a man and has a mustache and a gut, 100% recreates Cool Rider and it's the oh, most disturbing yeah. thing you've ever seen. You must send it. You must send it. I will send it. Uh, um, I was going to say, when I direct, uh, when I direct, I, you know, for my director of photography or my editor, uh, or for cast, I'll often show them clips of my, you know, favorite scenes. You know, what lens was that? What filter is that? I want to, I want to do that filter, but a different lens, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, but for the musical, for, for, for the, the film's called a Christmas dance reunion. Mm -hmm. And for that film, I, I would choose in the same way I, I did with how sweet it is my favorite musical numbers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, so back to schools in there, um, uh, the hand jive sequence from Greece. Sure. But, um, you know, Hairspray and Little Shop of Horrors. I mean, I just love movie musicals when they're done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're done well. When they're not done well, it's embarrassing. Like, I <laughs> I don't want to speak ill of any movie or TV series that that had a musical kind of premise to it. But uh, some of them, they just don't fire for me. Right. They don't fire on all cylinders. And, and, and then I get mad because I'm like, I could do that. Mm -hmm. I could do that. Why, you know, why is it so hard to do that? You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, uh, but I, but I give credit to anybody that, that pulls off, um, a movie musical or oh, yeah. uh, any, any dancing in any film. My, my thing is when a TV show will do a special musical episode and they don't work towards the strengths of the non-singers in the songs. And it's like, they're oh. trying to make them stretch and sing when they can't get that note or that oh, octave. Man. 
Work oh, with man. it, man. Make them rap if you have to. Do whatever you oh, need. Oh, God. I just don't like yeah, bad singing. I, the first episode of Ally McBeal that I worked on that, that my mentor Bill D'Elia directed was Ally McBeal the Musical. It was oh, the, wow. season, the third season finale. And, uh, oh, my God. That's another thing, to, to, to get a front row seat to how you do it and to, to watch professionals mm-hmm. do it. Uh, was inspiring and also educational. So, uh, you know, I, I, I hope to do more. I, I want to do another uh, full-fledged musical, you know, with the right mm-hmm. budget, the right schedule, mm-hmm. right cast, and, uh, and, and, and just have a blast with it. I was going to say, when you told me the plot of it and then broke it down, I was so surprised I didn't hear that there was a Stuck Up City architect in there anywhere. It's great. There's no Stuck Up City architect. There's, That's right. <laughs> there's no lady who runs a candle business and then they get together they, they, and they hate each other. That's not in your movie. That's exciting. Not in there. Not, not in, in there. In no. There. Purpo- purposely avoided. <laughs> purposely avoided. You could, Although I got to tell you, that would be the way to mix up that format would be to make it a musical and make it fully aware of itself. So at the very least, there is that option out there. Well, I did a film. I did a movie. I directed a film called A Christmas Movie Christmas, which is about a girl who loves Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas Love movies. Love it. Sure. And gets, and gets sucked into one. So the whole thing is very meta. And, Not and Addressing and, and parodying the tropes mm-hmm. while simultaneously telling its own story and fun. So I love that. I love when you take the conceits of a genre Mm-hmm. And embrace it, but also, you know, throw it on its head a little bit. And 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 that's uh, that's a blast to do. I feel like maybe that's one of the things I like most about Grease 2 in rewatching and re- mostly rewatching, not just re-listening. I love the soundtrack, but it is actually remarkably self-aware. It knows what movie it is. It also knows it's a sequel, so it's trying to be its own thing. But it does seem more self-aware than a lot of musicals, I feel. I could be wrong, but if you, there's there's some just oh, there's no. such good performances in it, like Peter Frischetti alone. Stuck. You don't think I so? Don't I don't know, because I think the moment you you pull yourself out, mm-hmm. you know, as as a filmmaker or, or, or as you're as you're telling a story and you pull yourself out of it to make the audience aware that you're aware. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's a good move. Unless no, I mean unless, in a. I guess I didn't mean in a meta way. Yeah. Maybe I'm talking about in terms of performance. I feel like because like Peter Frischetti knows he's in a sequel to one of the biggest movies ever. Uh, hold on, my daughter just came in. No yes. Problem. Yeah. yeah? Oh, is that your birthday present? That's so sweet. All right, I love it. Uh, my daughter just exchanged birthday gifts with a friend of hers, and this was a gift from her birthday last March, which we didn't have a party for because everybody was in the middle of the first day of quarantine and thinking the world's going to end. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Peter, well, you know what? No, I, I think Demucci, uh, he's one of my favorites, but, sure. but, but he, but remember, you know, him and Adrian's med, you know, look at the difference in the T-birds mm-hmm. between the first one and the second one. There's a, there's a campier situation mm-hmm. going on here where they look like fools. Yeah. They look like fools. Yeah. You know? um, but, but, you love them. They're endearing. And I don't think that that's in the, uh, hold on, be careful with the, I don't think that that's in the, um, performances as much as it is in the writing of those characters. Sure. Uh, you know, because, cause you still need to give a shit about Johnny Nagarelli. Oh, absolutely. You still need to care about him, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I think that, uh, you know, I mean, God, let's do it for our country is that, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, you're making me, you're blowing my mind a little bit about 
questioning whether or not there was a self-awareness to it. Right. Uh, I don't know the answer for sure, but I don't think so. Okay. I think they were just embracing the 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 fun of those songs. I mean, look at the lyrics to Let's Do It For Our Country. Sure. I mean, you know, you, there's, there's a certain tone to that that you have to match performance-wise and, you know, choreography-wise. Mm-hmm. And, and it's perfect. It's a perfect blend. Yeah. Uh, and I think that carries through to Prowlin'. Uh-huh. For Look sure. at Prowlin'. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, they're talking about getting laid at the grocery store. That's the main point of that song is they know where to go. Yeah. The grocery store. Mm-hmm. That's hysterical to me. Right. That is hysterical to me. And there's an immaturity to it mm-hmm. and, and you know, a recklessness to it and innocence yeah. to it. And I love that. I love that about it. For sure. Whereas, you know, the, the theme of getting laid as dealt with in the first Greece mm-hmm. wasn't that comical. Right. It really wasn't, right? You know, you, you think Rizzo's pregnant. That's mm-hmm. a, you know, lady with a baby. That's a that's a, a legitimate, you know, uh, serious situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Danny trying to, you know, score with Sandy at the drive-in. Yeah, it starts off like that, but then he's, you know, his song Sandy is is as heartfelt as it gets. It's one of the best love songs ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and I think the the reason why Maxwell's performance in this is so great is because he's not out to just score. Sure, he's a romantic. He's mm-hmm. you know a Shakespeare a Shakespeare auteur. He's you know he he's you know when he has that kiss in the bowling alley. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! That's amazing. <laughs> you you're he just he it just happened. It just happened before our eyes. You know, he got the girl of his dreams for a split second mm-hmm. and he got a taste of it. And now he's got to he's got to go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why you're just rooting. I mean, I, I rooted for him. This is one thing Greece, too, has over Greece. Mm-hmm. I rooted for Michael so much more to get Stephanie and to wind up with Stephanie than I did for Sandy to get Danny. Sure. Sure. They handled that beautifully in Greece, too. Mm-hmm. The motorcycle ride. You know, when, you know, when she's just holding on to him, not wanting to let go at the end, you know, they have that sunset kiss. Ah, it's just, it, there's a romance to it that they don't shy away from. And I don't, it's not self-aware. It's, it's, uh, it's sincere. Sure. It's yeah. just sincere. And that's what I love about it. So, you know, if somebody, this is the way to describe, you know, a viewer's reaction agrees to. If you laugh mm-hmm. when Michael and Stephanie kiss in that sunset shot, on the on the bike uh-huh you you're not able to enjoy grease too right you're not right. able to enjoy what it does if if you just watch and think man that's great that's awesome that's a beautiful moment mm-hmm. then you get it sure then you get it and i think it was done so beautifully i you know i'm thinking more and more of scenes in there like that i love um that add up to why as a whole i think grease 2 is just a phenomenal movie mm-hmm. it's just a phenomenal ride and anyway so yeah I, I, I feel bad for those who can't uh, can't get it, can't enjoy right. it. I know, I know. It, it it is one of those things that people, and I've also seen people discover it after the fact. People who did not grow up with it and discover it, and right. they're like, "Oh no, this is sleeping. I'm sleeping on it." Do you have a favorite song, an absolute favorite song on? This oh man, I think reproduction. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, reproduction for me is is one of the smartest, you know, lyrically. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but um, 
but the problem with answering that question is I hear every single one of the songs in Greece too in my head all the time. Sure. Not one more than another. Do you? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, I mean I can't hear the word reproduction without thinking right. the song. But, but 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 what's your favorite song then? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My, it's, yeah, it's a hard. Know, it's thing, a right? really hard thing to pick because there's yeah. some that I, I I prefer more if I'm going to be singing it, or some I prefer to hear, right. some right. I prefer to watch. It's right. Very different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so, so I don't know. It's a good. I think that's a testament to the music. Is you know all of them are, all the songs you know are are terrific in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I um, even Brad like that that jingle right. mm-hmm. is hysterical to me. <laughs> So um, those are my girls. Uh, I don't know. But yeah. So I, again, I, I think that that's that's it. I mean, um, yeah, but, but that's that's a testament to the movie. Did uh, the Seagal twins show up at all to uh, to? Yes, your... they did. Yes. Yes. Love oh, it. yes, they did. Love it. Good. They did. They're hilarious. I communicated with every single member member of the cast about that event. That's so good. That's so Lorna good. was coming. Lorna was on her way, and then she had the uh, brain. Oh uh, shoot! Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was an aneurysm or it was something that that happened mm-hmm. right right around that time or right before that time. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, it it was it was fun because pretty quickly everybody in the cast knew about the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I wanted Andy Tennant to be there. You know the sure the you know the big director who started off as you know one of the background dancers in Greece and Greece too. Yeah. Uh, but um, Tab Hunter, that was amazing. I was able to communicate oh, wow. with him before he passed away. Oh my God, that's amazing! Uh, and I got an email from him talking about how much he loved Grease too. That's great. I love it. I mean, that was awesome. So, yeah. anyway, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it was just really, really, really cool. If uh, okay, uh, well, I know the answer to this, but let's say tomorrow you're attached to do Grease three. Which a yes. lot of people have said, oh, it'll be a mix. It'll be like a, it would be a very, very distant uh, class reunion at this point. Well, now, now I got to do the math because this movie takes place in what, 62, if I'm not mistaken? So if you did, so it would take place in the late 90s <laughs> if you were to well, do it tomorrow, basically. Here's the crazy thing. Uh huh. Supposedly, uh, I think John August is writing it. I saw that. Yeah, okay. And John is in my date with Drew. Like he wrote yeah. Trouble. Uh, I, oh man, we'll put it this way. Uh-huh. Let's look at it. Let's look at it like Indiana Jones. Uh huh. They should have left it alone after three. Sure, sure. You know, am I excited to see five and see if they get it right? I was until I found out Spielberg's not doing it. But oh shit, okay. I, I'm. We'll see. But uh, doing Grease three. Uh, is a tall, 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 tall order. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, you know, if it's not on the page and it's not in the music, sure. Uh, y- y- you know, I don't. I, one of my a big fear is to say when you. One of my least favorite things in the world is when you walk out of a movie and think, "What were they thinking?" Right, right. I don't want that. I don't want there to be a stain on it. So, uh, you know, John August wrote charlie's angels full throttle but he also wrote big fish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so let's see if we got big fish going for grease three sure yeah i mean I, i'm excited see whatever the hell he comes up with and, and jo- john's amazing he's a great guy such a nice guy he's mm-hmm. the reason i got the date i found out afterwards that's hilarious Does yeah he? he called drew he called drew and said i met i met this guy he's not crazy 
Is he a Grease 2 guy? Does he like Grease 2? Do you know? I don't know. I oh, we uh, have to find out. Oh, wait. I'm trying to think if I talked to him in the... You know, it's hard because I shot that in 2003. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of my memory of it is is formed by the final cut of the movie. Of course. But, yeah. you know, John August is in there for about five minutes, but I spent almost an hour and a half talking to him. Sure, so sure, I sure. think it might have come up, but... Um, uh, but uh, I would let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's well, say John August and agrees too. Well, if not, I'll just email him and find out. I'll, I'll hunt yeah, him. find I'll out. Hunt. John, right please, you're welcome on the show. Um, so <laughs> thank you for doing this. Um, why don't you? Oh, here's something. I, I always have people say, you know, in a couple sentences, why listen to this album? Maybe they've never even heard of Grease Two or they've never seen it. Why give the movie slash album a shot? Oh man. Uh, so um, so let's assume that who I'm talking to has not seen it. Uh, I would say, uh, if you have expectations, it's it's going to. Uh, I don't think the expectations are high. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Grease two yet, there's a mm-hmm. reason. Right. So, I would say prepare to be blown away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in a great way. In a great way. Uh, you know, I, I think um, I think a lot of it comes down to the mindset you go into watching a movie or a play or whatever it is. Uh, you, you know, if you're in the mood for Die Hard and you're watching Sense and Sensibility, you know, you might think it's a little slow. Right. Right. Now, I love Sense and Sensibility and I love Die Hard. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's if the movie if the movie touches you, if it gets you, if, it, if, if you find yourself tapping your foot, if you find yourself singing along, if you find yourself saying, wow, that was a great freaking dance number. Mm-hmm. Or, or cracking up, you know, in the nucleoid bomb shelter, uh, you know, all of those things add up to an unforgettable and 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 unique experience. And I hope whoever hasn't seen it gets that chance. Agreed. It's perfect. Um, Brian, thank you very much for doing the show. Thank you, one. man. Thank you, Jason. Uh, where can people find your work? What's coming up that you? This is going to come out in a few weeks uh, to a few months. So, to, uh, what should people look out for? Well, I believe High Holiday, uh, my Cloris Leachman, Tom Arnold, Jennifer Tilly, uh, great comedian, uh, actor Asif Ali and um, Shannon Doherty. Oh, not Shannon Doherty. Sorry. <laughs> I just got <laughs> Shannon Sossaman. I just got a, a call clicked in while I was saying Shannon. It threw me off. Uh, uh, and, Ro- and Robert Carradine from Revenge of the Nerds. Love it. Uh, I, I just had such a blast. Um working with the entire cast and crew of that one. So high holiday will be coming out on, on four twenty. Uh-huh, so April, April 20th, of course. <laughs> and then Christmas dance reunion with Corbin blue and Monique Coleman will be coming out uh, on lifetime. It'll be a big lifetime original movie premiere. I don't know the date yet, but it'll be sometime between, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas of this year. Love it. And I'm finishing that movie up right now. We're scoring it and doing the visual effects and, um, but uh, can't wait for the for people to see it. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Thank you again very much for doing the show. Of course, You're welcome man. back thank anytime. I, I look forward to it, and thank you, man. You, you rock. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. You can email us at podcast at comedyonvinyl.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. 
Subscribe to Comedy on Vinyl on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Comedy on Vinyl, or find everything in one place at ComedyOnVinyl.com. A major portion of Comedy on Vinyl has been underwritten by Stand Up Records. Please visit StandUpRecords.com for all your comedy needs and tune in to the new Stand Up Records channel available on the Roku, where you can also find select episodes of this podcast. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15 plus years. Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah! <laughs>